0: Of you are right. yeah. you're <laughs> so, um, you're currently over here. I think you came from Ammanus. Where did you
1: Yes, we are so at d- the Ocean Eleven.
0: Alright, oh, so you were right around here. You drove into what we call that's the Yellow Line. It's our Appellation. Um, this is where we make Pinot Noir and Chardonnay, which we'll taste. Ashbourne, a sister farm of ours, where we make white and red blends essentially. And then southern right, which you'll also taste. Where we make pinnacle oh, right, yeah. All three farms belong to the Hamilton Russell family, um, except Southern right, we don't own completely. We've got shareholding it, but we run it. So, this is a young producing area if you compare it to Stalinbosch or Constantia, who's been making one. So, um, we're babies in the whole process, but we farm very specific soils and um, most of it very clay rich soil. Some of the examples that you can see. Here. Um, so, we found the, the, the mountain that forms the backdrop to Hamilton russell harness. So there's very steep cliffs here. So the initial thinking why we settled here was for this cold body of water. Tim um, bought the farm Anthony dam. And
1: that cold body of water is the Atlantic. It's the Atlantic.
0: Yeah, oh. So if you want to swim you'll notice.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and between us and Antarctica there's basically just the stretch of ocean. So we really get a lot of cooling. Boost. So when Tim settled here, um, he wanted to find a place where he could work with French artists. He left Pinot Noir and Chardonnay, so the story goes. It took him a number of years to finally settle here in Hummelinorder. There were no other wine farms in the area and obviously no president what would grow well or what didn't grow. He initially planted all the noble varieties see what would grow and slowly but surely started culling some of them which didn't ripen properly or didn't showcase.
1: And the name of the valley comes from Yimlen a local... It
0: was an old farm that was called Yemen and Arden, heaven and earth, which right. is quite fitting I suppose for the beauty of it. Um, So the first farm that was bought was Hamilton Russell Vineyards. It's about 170 hectares, and Tim bought it in 1975 and then planted it. So the first wine was produced in 1981. Um, Subsequently then, his son Anthony came to take over the farm in 1991. Young guy, 26 years old, um, in banking as a background. So um, he studied the farm, and he was also very... And I think he was the guy that really focused on where we wanted to plant what. So we're very site-specific. So of Hamilton Russell, we only farm about 52 hectares, a lump of very clay-rich soils. Mm. Um, and these clay-rich soils are very specific to the area and was formed millions of years ago when, um, I think, you know, when, when the continent separated and then crashed against each other again and made these Cape Folded Mountains and these very specific clay deposits were formed here.
1: Interesting. So it's separated, which means water came into it, and then oh, it becomes sedimentary soils and sandy, and
0: and it pushed up certain other elements. And we, it. one of the very specific areas that has got clay in South Africa. There's a few others. There's some in Algen, but it's very few farms that have clay, basic structure.
1: If which one of
2: these examples would be clay? Because it looks like these the are shale. Shale. Yeah. So underneath the shale
0: there's clay, like these stones that you see or these. Got it.
2: Right. Yeah. And that's the, That's the. Parent material for the clay. The, the,
0: the clay that becomes quite rock hard, I suppose, in the And head.
2: that's uh, quartz
0: or... Quartz. So that's basically the story of Hamilton Russell. Then this farm became available in the early 80s. Our neighbours started um, selling off prop- uh, little pieces of property and Anthony wanted to... Housing going to go up next to bought the property. We didn't really need the property. Here our, our neighbouring farms. But also there's the same outcrop of very clay which soils that over here which we now plant to pinotage. He always wanted to work with pinotage. He said it's the only true South African cultivar with which we can um, have some entry into national markets that's not already claimed by another country. So initially those days, I suppose we all hoped that he would forget about it because pinotage, (laughs) especially in those years, seemed to evoke a lot of hate in people and um, had a big mental block that people didn't want to try it. But um, thank goodness he did work with it because I think slowly but surely we really made a turn on pinotage and I think Emil initially when he joined the farm was maybe not so happy about the pinotage but subsequently also I became started, a bit happier.
2: I started <laughs> enjoying it when I was at Cape Chamonix previously. Yes, Yeah. Um, tennis says hello. Oh, fantastic. Ah, we were there, we were just there. Oh, yeah. When you said 26, Tennis was 26 as he started there. Is pre- it? 20, yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah, so you are from me there. Well, not for me. He, he, I left, and then he replaced me, and then the winemaker left, and he took over. That. He said hello. <laughs> oh, great! Well, I saw a... him. No, I didn't see him. I saw his, I saw his stuff last week. Mm, in, exactly. In uh, we
0: were at the biggest yeah. commercial wine show in country, and um, that takes. Oh people. really? So we spent three days there. with oh, missed that. It. Interesting. Uh, it's a very good show. Well, Emil, it was one of your first times that you.
2: It's my second time, second but it's time. definitely it's amazing to see how. Uh, how, the, how the wine industry developed there, the, the sort of a lot more educated, mm. interested people than there were five years ago when I was Oh, yeah, there. Mm-hmm. I mean, wine's taken over mm-hmm. the world, everyone's into exactly. wine. Exactly.
0: Yeah. But I
2: mean, Johannesburg's not a, you know, they don't produce limited, or you had a very limited place, and that's just exploded. It's a massive market. And to they feel spoilt if you're there. It's in Cape Town everybody's used to wine and
0: you know, it's <laughs> easily it's available. It's on their front stoop and lots so. of people go to farms so it's just... Yeah. In, um, Imo will also show you the wines of Southern Right. So this farm became available um, in the late 80s. It's a very big farm as you can see. It belonged to Mirla's family mm. who had their stepmom staying here for many years and... <laughs> 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 And then um, the, I think they wanted to do some changes to their sale and they wanted to start a re- We couldn't afford it. It was hugely expensive. Partners to help us, and it's also got its own. Um, So we own most of the properties except Bouchard-Finnesen, which is sits over here. They also farm clay and then that uh, it over there. So that makes up the producers. Is that, that just a
1: coincidental name or is that part of the... Bouchard.
0: Was part of the, um, Paul Bouchard bought into it mm-hmm. um, after a while and then it became Bouchard Finlayson. Subsequently he sold out and now Peter Finlayson has also sold most of his shares to the Tolman family. So it's quite famous for red carnation herds around the world. And oh, right. It yeah, but, we stayed at one. Yeah, and Peter Finlayson, the but he's still quite involved.
1: That was the.
0: Oyster Box? Yes, that's right. Oyster Box is oh, part. Yeah, okay, and we'll also. What um, does he end up because... Kiss. Uh, on the way to Camps Bay, um, Twelve Apostles is also, oh, also there. Yeah, it's also there. Beautiful the hotels, yeah. 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 So, yeah, so our claim to fame is this cool air that you can feel always coming in, um, which drops our maximum temperatures, especially harvest time, which making us our clay soils. And um, Emil will tell you more about organics, so farming organically since 2004, so that's been a change. And Emil started in 2015, so 2015 was a big year for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah, the wine cell... Quite successfully, unfortunately, most of it is sold most of the time before the next vintage is released, so yeah. here already. We've seen
1: it on many lists, we've had some great dining experiences all around, okay. uh, Durban and
0: Fantastic, death by French food or... and drinks in South Africa, isn't oh, yeah. it? it's <laughs> fantastic,
1: and the price is amazing. Yeah, for yeah. you guys, yeah. it's really the, the, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> nice, yeah, not a it's, difficult it's, thing.
1: It's just unbelievable, it's like really, we'll mm. have a bottle of great uh, Alex.
0: Lucky you. Imagine, imagine the pain cost. when we travel to your side of the world. Yeah. That's really fun. And then we have a vertical that's also available um, in most of our countries that we export to. So we don't have a reserve or anything like that. So it's our answer to giving something special to people and having something that's aged really because the wines do tend to sell really quickly and we're always telling people age it for three. So it's a half a decade um, of, of Pinot Noir. So this one, this particular one is 1,010 to 20. This particular set was all made by Hannes and all from the same site, so it just showcases the difference. We don't make a hell of a lot, we make about 200 of them. Um, wow. per, yeah, And we'll start this year with Chardonnay, but we won't do five, we'll do three.
2: You and the vines, <laughs> huh? the. the, the if it's cultures must make more grapes Yeah exactly
0: so, but, um, And we sell very easily We've got about 37 countries that we sell into Just mm. give, to give you background there Traditionally for us the US and UK Is our sanctions lifted Because the US could really absorb most of our production If there's a in volume And we've got a host of smaller markets um, Some that we call core markets Where people are, I suppose there's a massive educated wine palate And someone that can write something mm-hmm. interesting Holland and Germany And the Nordic can. France, um, the BVI. France, huh? Yeah, <laughs> So, um, either, normally we have people holiday, and I've got spendable English. One or two of them like Turkey, which was, and I suppose, where we want <laughs> right. And we've been very fortunate. Sales have been very brisk on all the products. It sells quite easily, and I think... Yes,
1: that, I remember tasting my first Hamilton Russell, I believe, in 2003. <laughs> lovely. it was like, wow, this is... Because the in- impression of South African wines was just based on some Pinotage, which... People thought it was different, but it was so pretty, and, mm. and it just didn't know how to use it. Yeah, <laughs> well,
0: no one really did in those the days. I
1: suppose.
2: Really, it's it has.
1: I was talking with my sweetheart <laughs> that um, if I, as I come back and pursue a master sommelier, I would embrace you got to kind of find your niche. Mm. And to me, this is like the emerging area exactly. where you can really understand Lock the soil before you mm. can talk the soil. Yeah,
0: mm. And that's the story of us, yeah. So, a small little team, and we bombed this property, and I suppose, got in love with the property. That's basically. Vineyard brands have been great in the US, I must say. I think it was a wise move to, to work in right. distributes. Because
1: that's from uh, Chamonix, it's the same, right? Chamonix is the same. Chamonix yeah. moved
2: there after we did. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: um, they're a great company, and the U.S. is a difficult market because every state has got its own rules, yeah. and they've been quite successful. My uh,
1: my partners in Virginia Brands, Val Marcus, is outstanding.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, she's great. Yeah, so good. I'm pleased to hear that. So at least you know where to find. Yeah, us I've known
1: there. Val. i uh, I was on premise for 15 years. So in our day, uh, back when I started in 1997, we were still a fledgling wine industry ourselves. But so I was there 15 years, which made me high in the biz. So. <laughs> I'm still
0: old. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't look old. <laughs> you obviously, I've been drinking good wine. <laughs> yes,
1: yes. I always said uh, once you, you can, once you taste the best, you can figure out the rest.
0: Exactly, yeah. So where are you going still in Himalayan order? Are you tasting more wines here?
1: Yeah? Uh, we're going to have lunch at Creation, and okay. then we will uh, jet off to sure. Hanstorm.
0: Hanstorm, yeah. Hanstorm. He was the okay. previous winemaker. Yes. And then Cape Town. So Hannes knows the area very well. He's been here. He started off as our assistant winemaker and then he went to Sumerich for a few vintages and then came back to become our winemaker for a number of years. He was Mm -hmm. here 12 years. And then Anthony helped him to set up his... How
1: about that? So we've got his name again is Hannes Hannes and we have Emil, and we have Hines, yes.
0: yeah, so that,
1: that's, that's well circle. it's a small
0: industry and it's, it is really a, a small circle of people right. yeah. and what I love is um, Peter Finnesen was also he was a winemaker uh, that settled next door then Kevin Grant from Atsaraxia yeah. was our winemaker for 10 years <laughs> yeah. who settled uh, in Upper order. Uh, where you're going for lunch next to Croatian yeah. so well firstly I think we paid them too much <laughs> but secondly <laughs> they can start their own wine but secondly it's great because They've really also bought into Himalayan order. and soil structures here and the uniqueness to sign which has meant that we have grown to really interest, most of them focusing on Pinot cell then, and it gives us class of good produced wines. Right,
1: you know, and that's going to create is, are. Uh.
0: And then we've got a creation where you're going is the, they also farm clay soils. They're the closest in soil to us, but they farm a different slope. They're on the other mountain, on the other side. So They farm on this mountain slope. Oh wow, down. look at so that, we, that's a great yeah, shot. This is a great shot. So you can see how close we are to the sea. Some of uh, this is Hamilton Russell. It distorts slightly because it's a bit sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. so this is southern right, our cell uh-huh. is over there. Then it distorts over um, ash Ashbourne lines over here, and this is where Himalayan Arda breaks. So on this little line here, that's got very clay-rich soils. Then you find upper Himalayan Arda, which is this area most of the vineyards sit over here, Newton-Johnson, Sumer, like that. And then this is the other big break. So this forms another river valley, where this river runs this way. So that's a completely different river valley, and that's why it's called the Himalayan order Ridge. It's mm-hmm. a, over the ridge. And this is where you find creation and interaction and those
1: sorts of things. And what is the body of water back there?
0: Yeah, it's just the inland lake. It's a, the river valley that, come I see. Into, that comes into it. So there's a line right to the ocean, huh? Yes, it breaks it once a year and then it. Becomes one, and the fishermen love that. Yeah, you know. and this is the village of Amarnas. Yeah, so very has close. It, can... the it, it has sort hasn't.
2: Of, I think if you walk out of the into the ocean, it might follow you out. It's you must be careful so because cool. if it
0: breaks, it's like yeah. Yeah, okay. So oh, normally so they wait way. for it to break naturally. But at a certain stage, if it hasn't broken naturally, they open it up because or else it gets too full. And there is some people that's risked and mm. built on the on the sort of bank of of this mass and uh, um, their properties become in danger. But they hope to break normally and break fishing. And so well, because the
2: fish come out here because yes, they're getting on yeah. the nutrients there's, and a, there's a lot of good sea fish in the lagaric and stuff. You, but they need to get that actually. So if they become, if it stays closed like that, they actually, they get like a green algae, algae, algae and stuff. Yeah. It just becomes too fresh to go out. To open, <laughs>
0: yeah. But here you can see the example of the mountains and our cliffs are right there. Yeah, that's there. a great shot. And then between our farms, as you can see, there's quite a big reserve, a Feinbos reserve, so that's Canebos. Um, examples are like the proteas, oh. which I suppose is the best known. It's the biggest plant life species in the world. Wow. They say that there's um, more plants of this species on Table Mountain Alone oh, right. versus the UK, <laughs> so it's a very big plant. life. There's over three thousand um, plants in the species. And I suppose the best known is the prettier. We make a bit of honey um, on top of the farm, and this joins to further nature reserves that then joins a bigger nature reserve. again. of
2: animals are well,
0: propagating.
2: We We've got a small <laughs> antelope and stuff. Um,
0: but they had foxes. We've got a few <laughs>
2: foxes. There's liquid.
0: yeah,
2: um, and then let. We haven't seen ab- leopard on the farm, but they've seen tracks on, on the
0: on the mountain. On, yeah.
2: thing, wow. on there and on on that side of the
0: mountain as well. In luckily, the, I haven't <laughs> <laughs> yeah. seen But porcupines, all sorts of things, baboons, of course, and all sorts of other interesting things. Baboons
1: are the ubiquitous monkey, and the, the
2: that's correct. Yeah. <laughs>
0: They're very clever, naughty ones. Yeah, <laughs>
2: baboons are the most destructive.
0: They're very destructive. Animals, yeah. Really yeah. They love grapes, unfortunately, and they become extremely clever, so they also come into your house, open your fridge, <laughs> open your taps. And, so they, they and
2: they're very sloppy eaters, so they'll walk, grab a bite, take a bite, throw it down. They sometimes just break the whole arm of the... Yeah. And they're strong. They're they're good, really yeah. strong
0: yeah. Wow. So they and but as I said they learn patterns so quickly and easily. They, luckily we've been blessed this year. I think there's also lots of water in the mountains, so there's no reason for them really to come down onto the farms. But they're clever. So why why go and scrub around for something to eat if you can uh, come onto Hamilton Russell? <laughs> yeah, exactly, and eat all emails wrestling. That's much nicer so, for them. <laughs>
2: not fun.
0: Right, am i going to love and leave you, so you okay. you'll be fine.
2: With the, with the oak, I hope, I hope you'll taste the, the, the oak integrates very well into the barrel. There's about 30% new oak annually, and then um, 32nd for 33rd, 10% percent un Interesting. So the Francois Faire is Faire, has that been uh,
1: the uh, choice of barrels since the beginning? Or did you... um,
2: it used to be quite a mix of, of barrels, and then um, I think... Since 2013, it became, the Chardonnay became completely French Frey. It's something that I was very happy with when I came to, for, for an interview to get the job. Um, it's, a, if I had to pick a barrel for Chardonnay and Pinot, it would be French Interesting. I see the amphorae uh, um, right there. Is, yeah. Was
1: that part of the property or is that just
2: great? Th- those were made, um, some of them with, with clay from the property. Oh. Um, by a local potter, um, they we use we'll taste the wine. The, the sandstone Ashbourne sandstone was fermented in there and in stainless steel. Oh. So the idea was to get a, a vessel that that's got the same oxygenation properties as a barrel, um, w- without any oak influence, obviously. Right. So, um, they they're very they're nice, They've, some of them crack, all of those up there, have just they, uh, they leak, so we don't use them. <laughs> We've got five down there, uh-huh. and there's four now. What do we call those? Those giant... Uh, 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 those are old um, rice wine pots Oh. that Anthony, a friend of his, imported them for a, for a hotel in Johannesburg as, as pot plants, and Anthony saw them and he bought them from the guy, he fell in love with them, so I ferment a bit of a whole bunch Pinotage or pinotage, Noir, and they just as a as an aromatic component.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Um, yeah, they quite. They actually work quite well. We had the granite tops made for them. Um, they were just open, but right. they they also glazed on the inside, and it, it's quite a nice vessel to ferment in. So that's less uh, aeration then with the glaze. Yeah, it's, it, I don't think it aerates, I don't think it right. breathes, so it no, but they're quite a bit getting in through the top, but when it's fermenting, it, it's pushing out anyway, I mean it's not really
1: Right, there. and so you're getting the uh, uh, the flow of the currents of the fermentation to sort of yeah. provide it, a it, it, different it, texture? it's, it's
2: most, m- mostly whole bunch, so you get more of a carbonic maceration effect than, than anything else okay. really. But it, it, it regulates its temperature very nicely for some mm-hmm. reason, it, it doesn't get too hot. Um, we do have air-conditioning on during during fermentation times, but it, it never gets above 24, so it's a really nice, cold, carbonic maceration
1: And is your Chardonnay a local uh, yeast that's been predominant, or do you have we, a special?
2: We've got um, some of it we we, we inoculate with, with commercial yeast, but um, most of it is a organic yeast that I buy from a company called Firm Control. Um, it's a yeast that was isolated in South Africa and then grown on organic medium. So it's a very nice constant. It doesn't require as much um, nitrogen to, to ferment. Nitrogen, then, yeah. Right. yeah. So, um, and then also we've got HR5, which is a yeast that was isolated on the property and then grown for us by by HR. By Hamilton, Hamilton Russell 5. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that's pretty... That's quite a nice yeast. Um, we are looking to... Possibly commercialise that in the, in the process. We not not for you know not for us to make money, but just for it to continue being available to us. That's quite a nice yeast. It's it's not a massive oh, thank you. It's not a massive alcohol converter, but it it, um, it does give a very nice um, expression of, of the of the of the place. You know, we're not looking for yeast strains that make a lot of aromatics and things. We want to dress Hamilton Russell in a vintage. So a place in a vintage.
1: Tennis was telling us about a special pump that he was using, which just kind of pushed the uh, the a, wine. It's the
2: same as this. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. It's it's very nice. It's called a, a peristaltic pump. So right. Peristaltic the movement. It basically, just pushes along a tube. So as these rollers pump either way, but it, right. it just pushes it along the tube. So it's a very nice, gentle. Um, it's a very nice gentle thing. It also doesn't go back, so you can go really slow without it, without the wine. Getting short around from the yeah. Tank, yeah. Pretty neat. Very expensive to buy and this this tube inside is, is also quite pricey. But they, they Oh I see, so it presses the tube. That's it why. It pushes the, it's yeah, a rubber yeah. tube. Yeah, It's a rubber tube. So it's like your intestine basically. <laughs> um, but it, it goes it's yeah. very important to keep these chambers clean and if I could if I had to choose a pump for one pump for the whole cellar, then I Not this brand necessarily, but um, the same. Um, is that Italian? Before. That's Italian, but it also behaves like an Italian. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Italian cars, it. huh? <laughs> um, yeah, so that's basically, that's the Chardonnay. Um, that's a different kind of egg I've seen. Oh yeah, this is, sorry, I forgot about this one. This is what we got to try and replace the Amphora. So this is a... Um, ceramic egg is not concrete. Um, and it has got a lid that fits on top. Um, then so the same sh- you know what the egg shape is all about okay. to, to keep your stuff in suspension and um, it does breathe quite oxidative, not massively. It's, it's very similar to the Mphoras. And it's because it's um, it's a size of three barrels where the m is a size of just over half a barrel. Okay. So this is much more practical to use. Got a valve at the bottom, um, probably... It's Australian guys. I've spoken to him on the phone, he sounds like a massive hippie. So, um, <laughs> he, he does, That's he does... Anyway, these are quite successful and they're very nicely made. There's, um, you know, it's got a nice springy base and there's a rubber seal in there so that the egg doesn't get... Not the most beautiful thing, but I mean it's quite effective. It's, it's in its own way. <laughs> I just wish the, they, they could do it without, so that you don't need those straps to keep
1: the lid off. <laughs> wow, look at this room.
2: How lovely. We've got fresh mainly and a little bit of mercury barrels. Um, and they, yeah, they give us flavor profiles that we want from the oak. Um, once again a lot of blonde toast, so not, not very charry oak, we try and, um, um, every year I've gone less and less medium toast, more blonde toast, it just expresses the fruit better, you know, we don't want any charriness in the wine, um, yeah, and it spins after being fermented and, and pressed in the cellar on that side of the road, it comes down here, put it in barrel and it stays on that mother lease for about ten months. Do you, with you or with the, This is all red. So this is all red. red. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, on the on the whites we do just just after ferment we will start, um, just to basically encourage malolactic to get going. Once malolactic's done, we we stop the um, stop tannage. Cool. So it's up to two months, and then just take a seat. Um, the bottles on this chandelier is old, it's a bottle that Anthony had designed. It's got a lot of H along the bottom of the uh-huh. bottle. Um, on the inside? No, on the outside, just as a footprint. It's a favorite number. so I had them made to have something, sort of Hamilton Russell, but they weigh incredible. They, they, they They're very heavy. So this whole chandelier is about, weighs about 50 or 60 kilograms. Wow and it's in there with a the little roll bolt that I put up there, so it, it's a bit scary. I'm, I'm hoping it doesn't come down ever, but it, it might well when they just decide to, to bomb down on the table. So, um, there is a list of the wines next to you, if you want to have a look. Um, we always start with a Pinot. Just, uh, if you have the Pinot after the Chardonnay, it can feel a bit dull and, and um, interesting. Yeah. Do it like the, the Gundians do, then we'll have the Ashbourne sandstone, um, which is the Amphora fermented one, two thousand and ten vintage. Wine was made to to bottled and then bottle matured for five years before release. And then it's a long time. Yeah, it is it's it's twelve percent alcohol. It it sort of needs that time to to chill out of it. It's quite But um, the um, Ashbourne Sauvignon Blanc Chardonnay blend, which is basically a more um, diplomatically priced version of, of the sandstone. The same blend roughly. Um, southern Rite Sauvignon Blanc, Southern Rite Pinotage, and then the Ashbourne Red, which is a pinotage-based blend. Water source is uh, well water? Uh, the, yeah, there's a, a borehole. on um, called the a borehole? A borehole, the yeah. The farmer's hole, huh? Eh? Sorry? The farmer's hole, the bore, is the part of the farmer. The oh, no no no, 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 That's that's boar, no, 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 The no. bore hole is just you, just you, the, you the drill down, down there. Yeah. Uh, so there's a very strong source on, um, on the Ashbourne property that, that's, there's a few more on, on Hamilton Russell which you can use, but the um, best ones on, on Ashbourne, it filters through that sandstone hill, and, and there's quite a strong one, so it's... That's fine. So, uh, yeah. Um, irrigation's obviously not done with that, that's from the dam below the cellar. So, 2015, um, our first organically grown vintage. We haven't registered as an organic producer. Um, they want to charge your fees, don't they? they? They do, and it's not what we're after, you know. It's not a marketing thing for us, it's more a philosophy. It's to try and get our soils healthier. Right. Um, with with the amount of clay that we have on the property, it's very difficult to boil alive. It, it bakes very hard in, in um summer and we as much microbial activity as we can to, to keep it healthy. So um, in the, almost three years now, well I guess 40, after the 14 vintage it was organic 50. So we're into our sort of well into the third year. and. Take a spade now and dig in between the the vineyard rows you actually get earthworms and stuff which you only got in very limited periods um, is that from adding nitrogen uh, it 's just I think just less chemicals and stuff and we it 's forced us to to really think about what we do to the soil and when and um, we do add earthworm peas and stuff as well to the to the nice source of um, but then also we 've got um, Planted a whole variety of cover crops. It's not a monoculture anymore, so that's really helped it along. And yeah, we've got machines now that can um, till the soil. Till the soil very nicely. We'll look at at a no-till approach as well, but it is very difficult with with. A, it's like to do experiments. We just need to find the right sort of planter for it to be able to plant different seeds. But um, there's a lot of good research that that shows that. There's no till approach is eventually the us to to get the seeds into the ground and to to grow with with that approach is quite difficult. So mm. um, your drip irrigation system? We've got micro sprinklers. So okay. Some of it, some of the older blocks strips, but we've got um, it's an upside down micro sprinkler. So mm. it allows us to to come in with those divine um, choppers where you can right, actually chop at, them. The leaves. We can't spray. We can't spray for any. Um, weeds and stuff now, so everything gets done by hand with a, the with a shovel or with the shutter that we've got. Wow. That to control. So these upside down splitters are not, they're not in the way ever, so the, as the machine comes through it presses against the vine which pushes the blade back and then as soon as it passes the vine the, the blade comes out. And, so it's, it's a <laughs> it did machine. take long to figure that one out,
1: right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's a machine that's been around for a
2: while but it works incredibly well. Amazing. So um, 2015 as a vintage, I'm sure you've heard, was very well received um, countrywide. Um, very healthy vintage, very early and very fast for us. Um, we started in January, at the end of January, and we finished before the end of Feb. So we basically did a four-week harvest instead of a seven-week harvest. So as you start for me to right. <laughs> as my first harvest, but um, I think the, both wines, even though they have a bit more um, richness and, and generosity than, than, than classic Hamilton Russells, they, usually Hamilton Russell can be quite um, stained and, and a really masculine tannin profile on the red um, and dark fruit, where 15 is probably a bit more new world than, than what we usually get. It's, I think it's, a, it's been very well received all over. So. Coffee guy or an energy drink guy? Uh, coffee. When you're
1: working Harvest, do you have to... Leave. didn't mention beer. <laughs> oh, that's
2: right. <laughs> no, more coffee. I, I, I drink energy drinks when I cycle. Um, uh, coffee, definitely. 15 was my first Harvest, yes. and the, So it's nice that it, it, it sort of all came together. I think it was a new cellar. So, not brand new, but they redid the floor and got... Um, 13 open fermenters for the pinot. Um, it depends really what you like. I think it's accessible now, um, but it, they they do age very well across the board. Um, at this wine show that we were at, there was a we didn't know about it, but the the host of the of the wine show had a few old bottles, and he had a 2005 uh, on the old wine table, and that was beautiful. This is Lodar. So as you entered the, the property, um, I. Th- i corrected, I think it's about 50, very little elevation. Um, and uh, So it's uh, when you turn into the farm, those first few vineyards on the bottom of the slopes, so it's very iron-rich clay. Uh, and then as you move up the sli- up the road the, the and up the hill with the Chardonnay, the soils do become a bit more varied. A lot of clay, but but not as iron-rich all the way through light and brown. It was very nice and easy um, you know, because the grapes are so clean, we, could, we can put a bit of whole bunch and very nice freshness and purity in there. That's pinotage, pinotage. Well, oil is nice and gentle. It's like the from the oak table. I don't... I, 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 I'm not afraid of, of a lot of, of new oak. I, you know, top Burgundies, for instance, say most of the Grand Crus are between 80 and 100% new oak. Um, or the the choice of the correct oak that makes a macquinton. Make I usually find it more in the chardonnay. Um, even though there's thick oak, it integrates very very well into the wine. You know, it's a, The oak should be a spice, not a ingredient in the Your élevage is you said once. Uh, about ten. 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 The chardonnay is about nine to nine and a half, depending. We need to, we need to take. Chardonnay out now to be able to bottle in December but, and then just otherwise I don't have space. I need everything to be empty on both sides. Mm-hmm. It's also the, the wines won't benefit from, from staying in barrel longer. The, I think very few people in the valley would, would leave their wines for longer than than a year. Some of the guys doing cab or shiraz maybe you know, and Chardonnay never. Been to Brigadier? Yes. I was going to go this year but my I managed to get my wife pregnant, so I couldn't, couldn't go, <laughs> but next year hopefully we'll, we'll go. <laughs> I don't think it gets any easier. Uh, no, but uh, I, I don't, I mean we've got good friends there, so it, it'll be relatively easy if I can take them along, um, but if, as soon as the baby's old enough we can leave her. My wife's never been overseas, she's never been out the country, so I, I, need, to, I need to take her. It's a bit embarrassing. <laughs> So, from a clonal point of view, um, mainly 115 and 113, and then sort of 667, 777, six six seven, triple seven, eight nine, I think so, but in very small quantities, so predominantly 113, 115,
1: The uh, elevation or the topography contiguous, or do you, how many micro-climates um, like? do you find that some areas ripen faster and faster? Yeah.
2: Not within specific certain blocks, yes. Um, like Thurston, one of the older blocks, we always start from from the as you drive up from the roadside over. It takes a bit longer, but then there's a block that that is completely on the other side that ripens quicker, you know, before Turston. So it's not really. It, it's a bit patchy. I think it's more vine age and and clone that that makes so it. So driving up,
1: stuff. those have
2: southern. They 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 more north. Uh, north and northwestly facing mm. so yeah um, all of our, that that's I don't think Talita mentioned but most uh, most of our vines on, on Hamilton Russell are sort of north northwest facing um, as you move up the valley to different farms, most of them are south facing up against the Babylon mountain north is right. Man. Sorry. Those take longer to write. Them? They do. They they do take a bit. A lot of the guys start at the same time, but um, they some of the some of the blocks take. A bit. Are the challenges for uh, powering. Do you get frost at all? I mean, we don't really get, get frost because we're so close to the o- to the, the ocean. Yeah. Um, it it I have seen on, on southern right a little bit, um, but never never so much to worry too about. Deep and yeah. Too deep. Too right? um, we get wind is our biggest problem during fri- flowering right, so but also i mean we, we do get naturally low crops we we never we never get a we average about if you had to take a 5 year average on the peanut would be about just under 3 tons a hectare that's very wow. so um, a that's lot that's of so that's that's um that is we green harvest especially on the old blocks um, we, you know, we get criticized a lot about having leaf roll virus, not something that to like to have, but we, we have it. The vines that we planted that was available back then all had leaf roll, and it's a very diff- difficult soil to replant in. So we stick around with, with leaf roll, we, we manage it, and we try not to let it sp- spread, and then we replant a block. So we've got a lot of young blocks that can heal five or six times. So with
1: leaf roll virus, do you have to plant the entire root or do you
2: just graft on no you re- replant the whole thing. Yeah. The, biggest, the biggest issue is the the the, the vector the, the bugs that the mealybug that's that sort a of vector stays in the in the ground on the roots and stuff. So I no, okay, just I'm capturing them yes. All Older blocks that, that still have a bit of leaf roll we, we green harvest and by limiting the crop to tons a hectare it actually does ripen quite nicely and we, we get a little bit of longer hang time, um, good is lower sugars, so it's it's really not ideal from I guess a, a um, production. Yes, from a but um, we do manage to, to get by, and we are replanting a lot, so and the production will be up, and we'll be working slightly higher yields. But I think if you limit your if you limit your crop, you are not. Um, not quality. It's not such a negative thing on quality. Right. So, interesting. And the, he- the southern hemisphere, you can still get it. So well, I'm just trained like this, so. Mhm. No, but some people, I get a lot of questions about it. But I mean, it's I think swirling and last three decades. Oh, yeah. So. Quite a, 15 was quite a for the Chardonnay especially quite a um, sort of open and easy wine initially but it it's become and it it's very positive for me. It's it's putting itself together very nicely in, in the bottle now with age. So. very well balanced obviously the, the acidity is there for that uh, wine fine acidity um with fleshy but not get a lot of um I think you know I don't like giving people flavour descriptors because then they taste it immediately and it tells you that it's there. Get a lot of um citrus and then white pear is, is sort of the uh, to across vintages pick two characters in the wine it would be yellow citrus and, and... So is this is de-stemmed, crushed and destemmed as well? Some or? some whole bunch uh, pressing. And you leave those, those big uh, rice for minutes were just for the Pinot? For time. the red, yeah. yeah. So, so the Chardonnay will just... Um, we, we can take bins up and tip them straight into the press. Um, and then... Or we, we de-stem and then um, press that and, and let the juice. So Chardonnay gets... Um, pressed either a whole bunch or, or not and then settled for about a day. I don't like having the juice too clean. it strips away. We do filter the lees that, that that is there. So I'll settle for a day, take that juice off, vent that in barrel, um, and then the lease also gets filtered um, and, and fermented. So we use everything. Use the vine that, uh, not um the it, it's all yeah all the all the um, juice out. you get so you're just taking out the solids out of that pot it's actually some of the best stuff um, never press to sort of, 750 liters per ton so we, we stop just short of 700 so, so it's like yeah it's the hardest pressing on the white is about one point last, the last but depending on how full the press is if it's um, if it's a small press I press quite gently because then the small volume in the press. Okay. Just save the the bladder. If it, it's a bit baiting it all, all that way and pressing hard, there's a there's a chance of tearing the bladder. But usually about one point, um, settled in the at least. You have a two and a half ton press, or no? We've got an eight ton press. Oh, okay. Yeah, big boy now. That's a big. Boy. Um, they had, they used to have a small uh, five ton, but um, Hannes basically had the opportunity to redo that before I came. And then he ordered that press and uh, opened for fermenters and stuff, and then I basically arrived with an empty cellar, everything standing outside, but everything had been ordered and, and marked out and everything, so I had to oversee and look. Lucky like
1: you that uh, 15 was uh, actions of... of- yes.
2: Um, it was challenging in the sense that it was so quick it was right. if 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 we didn't have that big press i would have still been pressing it, would, you know, it was, <laughs> it was uh, are you a dry ice fan or do you uh... yeah uh, on the uh, not on Chardonnay as much i i treat the Chardonnay quite um, oxidatively initially mm. so some of the the phenols out you not know, can brown quite easily so I'd, i get that out of the juice initially um and then after ferment, we treat it quite, um, after batonage rather, we keep the barrel, barrels really full. When we take it out, dry ice and gas and all of that. And then the sommelier, whenever we move, sommelier black will either sparge or, or add dry ice. Um, the press is also, it's an inert press, so it's got its own gas chamber that it, that it pumps into, right. the, into the press.
1: That's what uh, Tinas was saying as well.
2: They don't have one of those. Well, he was talking about. Where somebody else's press? Was yeah. That's it, Sharmaniek. Well, I would have known if they got a new press. I don't think they. They've still got a old one. Yeah, they said um, the original one. Yeah, yeah. That press works very well for the for the cultivars they do. Not for Sauvignon, but um, Chardonnay. And, you know, if you've got a fermented red, there's so much gas anyway that you don't really need protection. Um, okay, so that, that that that. Works very well there. We've got we've got this inert press for mainly for this wine, I guess, um, and it's incredible how it works. If you use that gas system, your, even your last pressings come out green. Uh, of, I don't know if you've seen some of press juice on an open system turns like brown, mud brown. Um, the, the last pressings, the phenolic. liquid. So it's incredible press. It does have other challenges. You need to then. Um, get rid of those phenols or treat them for because otherwise you can get pinking very easily um, later on. So we we do then find the the, the last pressings of, of the swine with with stuff to eliminate the the possibility of pinking. But Sauvignon Blanc has pink skins. No, Sauvignon Blanc has um, it, it turns it, it's green. It's yeah. very green, but it it turns pink. It's a um, so, yeah, it's yeah. a volatile phenol that that changes colour. If you leave it in this, if you leave the bottle in the sun with some UV light, then it changes back, and it's got no real flavour um, issue. But it is a it is an oxidation reduction reaction. But so so it's a fantastic press to have. It's probably overkill for Chardonnay and Pinot, but for the Ashbourne, it's fantastic. The third one is the Ashbourne. Uh, that's the Ashbourne Sandstone. Sandstone. So this was still done. This is a 2010 vintage. Um, so they're done by Hamas in the old cellar. Wow. The yes. It's it's incredible. Um That's, I never guess that had five years of bottle age mm-hmm. on it. It's it, these wines age very, very well. It's a it's definitely a a wine geeks wine if you want to call it that. It's it's not um, very commercial, it's quite a mm-hmm. I think it's a very interesting wine. Um, fantastic with food, with oysters or, or a piece of salmon. Um, something with a bit of oiliness. It's, it's right. Um, it's Sauvignon Blanc, eighty-six um, percent Sauvignon Blanc, and then twelve and twelve. Sixty-six. <laughs> six. Seventy-six. Sorry, seventy-six and twelve and twelve Chardonnay and Semillon. Um, so quite a quite an interesting blend. I think the Chardonnay is there just to tame the. From the from the sommelier because it's picked so early um, and then co-fermented some of it in amphora, some of it in stainless steel, and then bottled and then five five years before release. Down the nose, you think you're going to get this really ripe,
1: vibrant palette. There's such a, such a beautiful but it's mm-hmm. not just all acid and green ripe
2: um, ripe citrus. Sorry, in the nose, but not. I love the saltiness in this wine. It's it's sort of got a it's got that. Very nice acidity, but there's also a salty quality to it for me that I, and that's why I think it works so well with. Also, a bit like a bit of Simeon in there, I think it does that. It's amazing, yeah. it's one of those cultivars that can be so good, It just its so difficult to sell. And it's, it's such a cool name, I would think that the public, <laughs> you know, I oh, love the Simeon <laughs> Yeah, it, it's just unknown, I mean. And yet, Gruner Vellaner is becoming the one that people I've yet to, to meet a, some acceptable ones, but. That can be very rough, acidity-wise. Wow. I did 2006 earlier this year. But it reminds me so much of. Uh, get you get the. Uh, I think. I wish I could have tasted this when it was just bottled, because it must have been quite a, a monster, I think. But it, it, the diamond bottle gives it a bit of richness and and. Where's the semi on growing? We've got some on the on on the farm, on the sandy slopes as you move up the hill. The, um. So Hamilton Russell's all on the on this clay hill behind us, and then as you move up the hill, um, basically until you fall off the cliff on the other side into town, it's, it becomes very sandy. So it's sand that's blown over onto that. Um, incredible the the difference stylistically. We we've got a little bit of Chardonnay planted on there, and it never makes it into the completely different, but it works very well for for this style of wine, going to this one now, but sandy stuff. There's a little pocket of semi on there as well. Um, it's just a very difficult grape to grow here because it rots very easily. Some vintages it's fantastic and, and others don't really use it. Do so. you get any Botrytis? Parts of it, but we often get Botrytis and then the, the sli- slimy, you know, it doesn't, healthy, it doesn't stay healthy. That's the beauty and curse of
1: Yeah. Susceptible
2: to yeah. We we actually struggle to get Simeon ripe enough, for it not to be very very green. And, you know, we can always pick it at a stage where it's relatively healthy and ripe enough, but not Simeon. Sort of, I, I I believe to express itself needs to get quite ripe and not not high sugar, um, high alcohol stuff. But it needs to start turning that it needs to start turning peachy. The ripe Simeon looks. You know, it's a very sort of peach coloured. And if you can't achieve that, then go and sip insipid little wine. <laughs> so it's it's a it's a challenging grape to grow, yeah. Uh, but in the in the years where it's where it's nicely ripe, it's fantastic.
1: It puts the sip in and sip it. <laughs>
2: <clears throat> Fourth wine is the is a Sauvignon Blanc Chardonnay. Um, 80% Sauvignon Blanc, 20 Chardonnay. Everything tank fermented, um, various pockets, various yeast strains, and then kept on the lease for about months, and then blended. Get this little
1: extra ripe? Then you let this hang? It, green. No, it's actually
2: this is also 13 alcohol. Well, it's, so it's a bit riper than the Ashbourne, than the Sandstone, sorry, but um, it's it's made to be 13 alcohol, quite a light fresh. Exactly what it's made for. It's, it, we we wanted something it's that we can pre-book. be oh, something that we can be proud of when we, you know, when we when you're coffee. drinking it with with friends and stuff, but also not something that you're gonna break the bank with. It's it's 70 rand a bottle. I mean that's
1: 70 rand. That yes. cheap chief, chief. Oh, <laughs> that is just delicious. So <laughs> that's
2: 5.50. Five, fifty. five yeah. dollars and fifty yeah. cents. God. So the label is um, inspired, so it's a very yeah, festive. Yeah. Last year. Very um, belly pork. Yeah, it's exactly yes. that. So it's um, it's, you know, it's. an era when there was no war and people were drinking excessively and having okay. a good time. So um, it's got this? elements of Anthony and Olive's family crest on these little frogs and the orum lilies we get Absolutely all over the farm. So was this yes. This is this is six no. Yeah. So Year? It was harvested this year. Yes. Uh, in February, March. Yes, March. yes February. in February, early February, and uh, no, yeah. This started off at the end of January and then early February. The riper stuff goes. We, we pick some of it ripe for that goes into the blend, but we end up with about thirteen percent. this one
1: out or these two
2: too. I love So we get a lot of questions about why we why still use a cork on such a cheap bottle of wine. Um, it happens to be our most expensive label as well. So packaging wise, except, if you, well, except for, the, for the bottle now, the, the cork's not too expensive, but the label, it's got a capsule on, so that's more cost. Anthony said, if, you, if you're drinking cheap, you don't want to feel cheap. So, so this, is, this is our sort of approach. to amazing. This. So yeah, it, you know, it's, it's, it's a fun wine, but it's, it's still, I think there's a lot of quality in there. It's, it's not just a, a bottle. And that's just local. local. We don't see that in the States, do we? Uh, it is. It, it has gone to the stage. Mm. Yeah.
1: Probably all sucked up uh, on the east coast. I'm not.
2: That that's Talita. You must, uh, yeah, yeah. must ask where that, what goes. Is
1: uh, what is the Ashbourne run
2: in rand? Mm-hmm. Ashbourne. The sandstone. Yeah. Ashbourne sandstone's about 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 180 rand. These are. This is 365 and 390. Yes. 180, 70, 120 for that, 180. The, the largest production is um, this, yeah, because that's how you can make money at, at 70 rand or exactly. at least cover your costs. We can I give you a price list when yes. we, we leave? That's going to be more accurate than my, than my that's thumb right. Suck. That's Toledo's world, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, the biggest production uh, th- this is 11,500 cases. Um, this vintage was slightly less, 10 and a half. Um, this is 11,500 cases, and a half. Thousand cases, um, mm-hmm. and a half Six and a half, four hundred. 400. It's very small, about 3,000 cases. The Ashbourne red is also small. The last white is the southern-right Sauvignon Black. They're all from the Walker Bay region. And we do buy grapes in for that. I think a very... Walker Bay meaning not in the valley? Some of it in the valley. The Walker Bay is the larger... Appa- the I larger... Um, How so many sub-appalachians are there in Walker Bay? In the Walker Bay, there's... Um, Danford, I think Danford, Yumlin Order, Potravir, um, which I that's basically it. Obviously, as soon as you have anything outside of the Yumlin, you can have Yumlin Order, something from the and Order Valley and from the Upper Arda, for Order it Becomes Order. As soon as you go outside of and Order, it becomes Walker Bay. So you always take the larger okay. unit. Then if you start buying in from just outside of the Walker Bay then it becomes wine of West Bay or it becomes, try and stick as we have for the last few years be in Ardo Valley. Um, so this is about 17 different parcels of grapes for this for the site, um, about 5 or 6 different yeast from the wine. Um, Four months in the lease and then mix a mix of fruit, fruit flavors here, tropical and yeah. green. Yeah. It, it's, it's just from the from the bottling, that has been recently bottled, so dissolved TFT. It's Actually, about, it's a very positive sign for me if it's got that. It does blow off, it's not a ferment, it um, deserves the wine very well. So it's, de- it's definitely more of a... Um, um mineral style if you want to call it that, we're not chasing a New Zealand um, aromatic bomb. Thank you. Bomb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, and That's I think it good. really, it, it does um, showcase the, the origin of the grapes very well. Ironically, there's a Walker Bay in New Zealand. Okay. Of course, yes. Definitely not, Th- this wine is not mm-hmm. New Zealand style, we, we don't. We do a little bit of skin contact and stuff in the press if we have time those when they're
1: up in